This is a HeadGum Podcast. Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. In 1976, a little boy named Jeffrey Bruce Atkins exited his mommy's birth canal in Queens, New York. Young Jeffrey would ultimately venture into the hippery-hoppery genre of music and find success under the pseudonym combining my favorite body part I use for chewing and my favorite thing to follow, Ja Rule. While Mr. Rule would go on to great success in the secular market with chart-topping albums and fun singles about disrespecting women, the crown jewel of his career would soon become his acting resume, which included roles in The Fast and the Furious, Scary Movie 3, that's the third one, and Assault on Precinct 13, that's the 13th one. The career-defining achievement, though, would come in a little movie with a big, confused heart called I'm in Love with the Church Girl. I'm in Love with the Church Girl is a bit of a pop culture nightmare stew. The recipe? Some Toby Mac, a Cheetah Girl, Harpo Baldwin... Vic Vega, and Big Pussy from The Sopranos, scored by the former worship pastor from Joel Osteen's church. Slurp, slurp, yum, yum. The movie revolves around retired drug dealer Miles Montego. Big Pussy introduces Miles to a cheetah girl from his community group, and they fall in abstinent love. The movie is part rom-com, part cop thriller, part Hallmark movie, part hospital drama, part concert film, part Sandals Resort branded content, and all good and great to the glory of God. The production was completed on the movie in 2010, due for an early 2011 release, but the film came out in 2013. What was the mitigating factor delaying it? Mr. Rule's two-year stint in prison. This finally disproves the popular theory that Ja Rule was, in fact, always on time. When on the promo circuit for the movie, Ja seemed pretty hyped to be in the Christian movie, Going on to brag in an interview, I shot this real ill movie, this Tyler Perry shit called I'm in Love with the Church Girl with Adrian Balan. Balian? They they talking about taking it to festivals and shit so we can get a shot at winning awards and shit. It's like everything is moving the right direction for me right now. As of recording this, the movie has a 6% on Rotten Tomatoes. So we watched I'm in Love with the Church Girl, and we're going to talk about it today on Good Christian Fun. Pylon? Pylon, pylon, pylon. Like it just rhymes with pylon? No, like pylon, like the Spanish word for dance. Oh. If you had been paying attention to the Larry the Cucumber song two weeks ago, (laughs) you would have remembered that. You're right. That's my bad for not paying attention to that. Uh, Welcome to Good Christian Fun. I'm Kevin. I'm Caroline. We're here to have some good... We're here to have a good Christian fun. That's right. Caroline, what is Good Christian Fun? Good Christian Fun. Is where we talk about Christian pop culture. Uh, we talk about maybe what are the motivations? Why does it feel weird? Why do I feel bad? Why do I feel weird and all funny inside? 
<laughs> what's going on with my body? We're not a, but we're not here to be mean about it. Maybe just a little bit. No, <laughs> we'll be not. a little scamp. But we're also not here to uh, tell you that Christianity is the best and you're going to go to heaven. But if you'd like to talk about it, you can talk to us after the service. <laughs> <laughs> no pressure, but we will be here and we'll answer every single email we ever receive. That's right. And pray for you. Uh, yeah, and we're praying for each of the listeners constantly. What you guys don't know is after the episode uh, recording, Kevin and I have a two-hour prayer meeting. Mm-hmm. We're praying for Jenny. We're praying for Stacy. We're praying for Keith. Bob. We're praying for <laughs> Paul. We're praying for... George. Ja Rule. We we're, also play for the makers of the material that we're discussing. I think we need to pray for them the most, maybe. Yeah. Caroline, how's your heart? My heart's good. I am on the brink of a new adventure, a as nude my coworkers adventure. are calling it. Okay. Not a nude adventure. Jeez. So I am leaving my job in a, in a few days, which is exciting, and going to a new job. So uh, I, I told everyone yesterday, mm-hmm. and it was fun to look at the mix of... Tears. Tears and also Fears. definite envy in at least really? one of the <laughs> yeah. Well, you are um, by far the youngest person at your former, now former job. Pretty by, much, yeah. By a couple of decades. Yeah, and it's been a good place, but yeah. I'm excited for a new new adventure, and I get a week off in between, and so I'm going to hang out. Nate and I are going to go on a sexy trip to La Jolla. A sexy trip? Mm-hmm. I'm going to stay at a Sheridan. So it is a nude adventure. <laughs> So I wasn't wrong. You were right. Okay. <laughs> well, congratulations. Oh, thank you. I think a lot of listeners, a lot of GCFers, we never figured out what we were going to call GCFers people. is what I call them. A lot of the GCFers were praying for that. Dang, it's just like Ja, ja Rule says, uh, prayer works. Does he say that? I'm, I'm guessing he, he probably, probably said that one time. <laughs> I guess it goes to show you, prayer works. Prayer works. How's your heart, Kevin? <laughs> uh, my heart is doing... A-okay. Wow. I am spending less time on screens. Oh, yeah, like a two-year-old in a helicopter parent's hey, household. Give me a break. <laughs> give me a break. I'm trying screen, to disconnect and not... No screen time. No, I, I think it's good. I, I, I have a little app that is so big brothery right now, but it does say, here's how many minutes you've been on your phone today. Whoa. And here's the minutes you've spent on this app Ooh. and this app and this app. By the way, whatever you think it is that you're spending on your phone, it's more than you think Ooh, it is. I don't think I'm ready to face that. Probably by like 100%, because it's literally like melting my brain. But even even in doing it in the last two days, I feel better. I feel a little bit better. That's good. And I feel a little less crazy and insane. What are you doing with your spare time now? Uh, watching TV. <laughs> So yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. I, so you're getting away from yeah, ex- screens. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I do like how much of a Black Mirror Bionic Man you're becoming between your Fitbit and your uh, your app monitoring uh, device. Well, here's <laughs> you're here- completely monitored all day long. <laughs> <laughs> here's what I think it is. I like do you things- have something tracking your your poo poos and your pee pees. No, no, no. I manually log those. I log the logs. But here's what I think is good: technology that is good and built for one thing. Like a Kindle. A Kindle's just good for books. Or like what I've done actually now is I took one of my old iPhones and made it just into an iPod Touch. So I only listen to podcasts and, and music on it. I leave my phone at home sometimes now. And just go out cruising. That for, seems for like, a, like a dick. <laughs> <laughs> we you know want, you're not. Do you want to see my iPod Touch? Oh, call me. Oh, wait. On the other phone. <laughs> Here, I'll write it down for you. 
Yeah. That's great. I do, um, as much as I tease you, I do uh, respect your your decision. And that's why I haven't been responding as quickly to you. Yeah, that's true. Have you noticed that? I think I did notice that. Yeah. Well, also, I felt like I was doing that to you today, but that was just because I was on my work computer. Mm. Also, oh, and you don't want to leave a paper trail when you also go. Also looking at Twitter. Oh, I thought you were going to say porn. <laughs> what? No. Also looking at porn. No, although there is a great site called thisisnotporn.org, which is all old movie stills and photos, like rare Hollywood photos, and they're real fun to look at. Oh, that's fun. So that's, that's a, a little preemptive lift up for you all. Were you going to lift it up? No. This is not porn? <laughs> no, it just came up. <laughs> oh, boy. Well, the topic for today is, you know, it's a movie, but it's also something I've felt before. I'm in love with a church girl. That's name the name her. of the... What's that? Name her. Uh, I can't. <laughs> <laughs> Shouts out to... Ooh. No, I'll bleep that out. I'll bleep that out. Okay, great. Uh, but uh, we couldn't do this alone. We need a little bit of help. There's lots to talk about. There's lots to talk about. I'm excited he's here. Yeah, we need a good person to talk about with it, with us. Ladies and gentlemen... You may know him from his UCB team, White Women, or from Workaholics, or Comedy Bang Bang. Ladies and gentlemen, give it up for Iffy Wadaway! Hey, everybody. Hey, dude. <laughs> oh, yeah. We're lifting him on our shoulders right now. Oh, feels good. Sing your face to the Lord. Come on, everybody. We're just nervously bobbing in the room. <laughs> it's fun to just like, you know, at the live shows, it's fun when we do this song because it's like, yeah, we're all here having a good time. Live and shows are one live show. <laughs> when we do all of our live shows in the room, it's always just like, uh, okay. <laughs> especially with the guests just being like, oh, well, it's especially right. disorienting for the guests, I think, usually. And, so, and we're just yelling most of the time. Yeah. So it can be a difficult situation. Sorry if you felt attached. No, so. no, it's, it's always interesting listening to like white Christian pop because, you know, I grew up on like gospel. Like, and it's so like jazzy and funk, like, and, and like, you know, if white If you had Christian to do an impression, just. Like of a white Christian singer, real quick. Like, what would it sound like? Oh, it would just be the one that everyone does all the time. Where okay. it's like, oh, God is an awesome God. He reigns from heaven above with me. Yeah, yeah, you know? That was dead on. It's like a good David Grohl, you know? Like, yeah. It is like, yeah. A, yeah, it's like if David Grohl got saved. Yeah. And that's become this whole, like, the post Creed, post Scott stab vocals and yeah. Christian pop is pretty nuts. By the way, our God is an awesome God. It's my favorite song to use the word Ritz. <laughs> Ritz? Yeah. At one point in one of the verses, he says, He ain't putting on the Ritz. Our God wow. is an awesome God. Good 1920s song reference mm-hmm. in that. Well, we're all of a similar age, and I remember the big, the big, like, kind of like bait and switch in Christian pop when sure. we were growing up was Switchfoot. It took me a while to learn they were a Christian the bait band. Switchfoot. Yeah. That's oh, yeah. interesting. Because yeah. yeah. they were on MTV and everything. They were like the Kirk Franklin of white uh, <laughs> of white Christian pop. Because Kirk Franklin, he made it. You know, Stomp was, uh, was Stomp a smash was hit there. Oh, yeah. BET. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, uh, it's interesting because everyone seems to have a different touch point with Switchfoot. Like, there's people who were Christians and knew them as Christian and got yeah. upset when they like turned a page, yeah, so called. And then there's people who were like, "I just thought they were a fun band." Oh yeah, and th- what? Yeah, no, there was. It was such a weird phase because you had like also like 
Christian hardcore m- music too. I oh, like POD. The- yeah, like it was like, what yeah. is going on? That you guys are tricking me. There's some, I, and we've gotten topic requests for like Christian metal bands. Yeah. Oh yeah. The thing is, other than some of the lyrics and stuff, it's pretty much the same. Or Christian like <laughs> screamo bands, but it's just like Christ died for you. But. I- it's still we should get into that. No, why not? <laughs> I feel like it would just give me a headache. Oh, okay. So the reason is because you're an old man. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that being said, Fear become not, my friend on Fitbit. <laughs> <laughs> well, Ify, thanks for joining us on the yeah, show. Thanks for having me. Uh, what is your background with faith stuff? How'd you oh, grow man. up? Churchy I, things. Yeah, I grew Churchy up. things. I went to uh, Our Lady of Victory, a Catholic school in Compton, California. Wow. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was there from kindergarten. And before that, I went to New Mount Calvary uh, Preschool, which uh, <laughs> which was a Christian preschool. So like, I was pretty much like Christian taught till about seventh grade okay. uh, when we were able to finesse my dad into letting us go to public school. What uh, was the draw for public school for you? Because uh, it was what you saw on tv like i was like oh these kids are cool and then you know they get to wear their regular clothes because you know i'm wearing uniform yeah. from like preschool all the way till seventh grade and i was like i want to wear no i want lockers oh your boy <laughs> i want lockers i want lockers i want i want it all so like i went to we we removed from compton we went to downey hot uh to Downey and then was in Sussman Middle School and like I remember what I thought it was yeah. before I actually saw what it was and there were lockers there and I was so hyped I was like I'm getting lockers <laughs> and the year that I went to Sussman they took them away they, took them away. No! they stopped doing lockers oh, like, no. yeah. I was like what no yeah, only the band kids got lockers I was oh, so frick. for their trumpets the nerds oh so you could stuff them in them yeah <laughs> feel free <laughs> put me in my nest yeah <laughs> that's messed up oh, yeah. I wow. also like that one of your biggest draws to public school was just junior storage. high in yeah. general <laughs> and storage like everyone in junior high yeah. gets them I, I relate to that though because I was homeschooled and when I saw public school on TV I was like that looks cool yeah oh man it was like in a weird way yeah like T- television like lockers was such a huge like touch point because you had like your crush in your locker people would have oh, their yeah. like mirrors in there and they'd be checking them out so I was like oh man I can't wait to design my locker that's oh, where yeah. the adolescent walking talks happen yeah. that's when you would talk about Bobby from first that's when period. you bump into someone or someone pushes you against the yeah. locker that's where I bullies hang out in yeah. you never saw bullies no Maybe. I don't know. That means Unless you I were was a bully. The, I, know. <laughs> I did get really intense about decorating my locker every year. Like I would think about the color scheme and I would like wrap it and I became like known for having a beautiful locker. <laughs> what a reputation. Just sad. Yeah. No, whatever. <laughs> Do you remember um, learning about faith in like your elementary school days and what that was like for you? Or oh, yeah, that it was kind of like whole class. Tangential? It was a full bone you had okay. religion class. So you would right. just learn through different Bible stories and and so like yeah just and between that my dad was Catholic and my mom was like Baptist and they divorced when I was like around like kindergarten age so like mm-hmm. if I was with my dad I was going to Catholic church with my mom go to Baptist I much preferred being with my dad because Catholic is like bang boom we're out the efficiency <laughs> yeah. was the yeah, appeal we, you, yeah. you went in at 11 you kneeled a few times you stood a few times you ate your cracker and you went home yeah and Baptist church was a marathon it was like the Coachella of church <laughs> it was like a was filibuster like, yeah that's and, surprising because I thought you'd be like Baptist was more fun because you could like get up and clap yeah if but you wanted not to. when it's three hours long like <laughs> feel, because yeah, yeah. especially because my mom wanted to do everything so 
They had the uh, they had like a Sunday Bible study, which would start at nine. The actual <laughs> service would start at eleven, and it would end around like one or two. And then they had three thirty service. Like I was what? like, who who need who needs this? They had a three thirty service. Oh yeah. And then just would, for like capacity or oh, yeah. just for like, if you want seconds, come on back. Oh, yeah. And, and any time I would get mad, they had the quick fire, like pocket roast where they're like, well, Jesus didn't complain how long it took to die on the cross. Okay. And I'm like, Whoa. all right, yeah. Oh, yeah, and you. kids are starving and whatever, yeah. you know, if I don't eat my green beans. <laughs> but you know what? Fair. He wasn't bored. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I'm bored. No one made Jesus go to three hours of church. Yeah. Oh, he man. was in charge. Good grief. That is the protection with churches of certain size is like when you see on the website like we have a 9 a.m we have a 12 p.m we have a 1 p because you just do the math and you're like yeah okay well they can't hours. go that long yeah but i remember going to an assembly of god church where it was just one 10 a.m service because of the size of the church they didn't need anymore yeah so at the end time tbd every morning it's just like <laughs> okay oh well it is four o'clock now and i know for like staff people on the back end that is a nightmare for them too like sure. some of them are always like you know we gotta let the spirit move and like we shouldn't have constraints of a schedule there's always those people and then there's always the people that are like but really i would like to go home yeah. and i have to clean up at the out. end of this day please yeah. but they but they know don't have like the moral high ground usually oh, you yeah. know but like quenching the spirit so you kind of have to let it go so what are you going to public school do for yeah. like your faith and how you saw the well, world I, and God you know, and stuff I still uh, I was pretty my faith was pretty strong till about like probably like my second year in community college because I it was just like because it just becomes a part of just your family culture you know you go yeah. every Sunday it's so you know you pray for the stuff you want and yada 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 so it was pretty it was pretty good and then it was the i went to um i took like a bio class in community college and i was and then they like did the it was like literally first page of the first chapter of the book and they like <laughs> it's we, all fake iffy yeah. what <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You read it? yeah no it was just literally all the like they listed the amount just the approximate amount of organisms in the that could be that that exist in the world and i was just driving home and then i just go there's no way all of those could fit in a boat and i just started crying <laughs> oh <laughs> no yeah and wow then, yeah. and then i was like then it was just ever since and i, <laughs> I was just, just like all right dismantled yeah just uh, yeah <laughs> that's the first i've heard of that oh yeah boat logic yeah <laughs> Yeah, but it just never makes again, sense. Well, a storage man like yourself oh, would yeah. know what. <laughs> See, it's what all a boat about spaces for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's all the about the storage, efficiency. Was, uh, yeah, it was, it was, it was gone after that. I was like, but no, that day. Yeah. Okay, so because what well, I would imagine that to be more is like it pulls a thread and then it's like, yeah. wait well, a minute. Was there yeah. like a build up to this point too? Where uh, you were like, oh. not really. I just always kind of been a skeptic person, but always like skeptic but trying to use my skepticism to build up sure you know sure. like my christianity and i was someone found i did this other podcast where they find like old uh tweets and stuff and try and like uh see oh the stuff you said yeah and there was one where it's like uh-oh um looks like it's uh it's christmas time so you know the idiots are out oops i meant atheist like that was my <laughs> sick burn on twitter like that <laughs> Oh. Yeah, the the I word mean, play one there being good burn. 
two? Idiots has the same number of what is syllables <laughs> as atheists. Idiot, atheist. Do I they? Yes. They're drawn out by Christmas time. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. I don't know the logic, but I thought it was a sick burn. Oh my god. I thought it was gonna go down like that. So get ready for the happy holidays wishing. Oh or yeah, something yeah. Like no, that. it was like no. The, no. the, the dumb atheists are out Straight to disprove to Christmas. Them. I was a war on Christmas person. Whoa. <laughs> Yeah. Hey, oh we all gosh. were at some yeah, point. That was right? before. This is yeah. a safe space in this room. Mm, uh, I don't. Maybe. A I mean, bit? no. I think you were. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'm trying to remember if I was. No, I always thought my mom had it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> you always thought to say. Whatever I was like, who, who cares? Right. Uh, well, you're better I, than me. I think no. I'm. I'm just. I'm trying to. I will say though, it is funny to have a record of that oh, yeah. on Twitter. <laughs> Yeah, I'm trying to find it. Because so you think of it as like some should. sort of antiquated, like, oh, I remember back in the late 90s, I had some problematic regressive oh, views. But the idea of like, oh, on this it's so recent on Twitter. It's on my I was trying media. to roast atheists. Well, that got retweeted by Ben Shapiro, right? <laughs> <laughs> that was kind of the first yeah, tweet yeah. of yours that blew up. In oh, a yeah, big that way. It went wild. <laughs> oh, man. Have you ever gone all the way back in your Twitter timeline, Kevin? No, no, I don't think, and I'm I'm afraid of what I would find there. Ooh. I I probably said some messed up stuff. I might have to go check that out. No, I have to cut this out of the episode. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, I'm sure I did too. Oh boy. Okay, so that was it. That was community college. Where yeah. uh, and where would you say you're at now? Still, kind of, are you one of the atheists at Christmas time now, or what would you yeah, say? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I yeah, I would say yeah. No, that was. Uh, what I tell people is a more existentialist uh, versus like, I don't, cause it used to stress me out so much wondering about what happens after you die and mm-hmm. like what you do. And I felt, I felt like it would just be dumb to go the other way about it where still I'm stressing out about it, but just from a different kind of philosophy. Mm-hmm. So now it's just like, no, I'm gonna live my life and uh, you know, enjoy it. And and if, if whatever makes people happy, stress, happy. stress out in the other way, meaning like like you know how atheists spend so much. Like I had a friend who was atheist, and she would go to these meetings on Sundays to talk about atheism. And I was like, "You're that's church, you, yeah. You're going to yeah. church, but just for atheists, like yeah. Yeah. denomination. Yeah. Like that's that's like reason number one. I got out of religion is to not go to church. <laughs> have to keep talking like, about if, this. If people really wanted to know, it's mostly just the church aspect. It's the like time everything commitment. else, yeah. If I can have Sundays, I'm back. <laughs> Oh, well, man. we're happy to tell you on a <laughs> Thursday night, you can come to a podcast. You're in church, baby. <laughs> the popcorn is communion. Oh. Now we talked a little bit about Switchfoot and Kirk Franklin POD. Was there anything from that time period or your time being into faith stuff that that has still remained with you, or like that you can still enjoy, even like divorced from buying into everything oh, yeah. with that? Sometimes I still bounce back and listen to some Kirk Franklin or Switchfoot just because yeah. it's still nostalgia. Oh yeah. And uh and you know, whenever like there's big, you know, religious events for like, you know, my uncle made me his kids' godparents, so like I had to sit through 
Congratulations. Yeah, luckily it was uh, in a Catholic church, so it was very <laughs> short. Oh, right. Again. Efficient. <laughs> yeah. yeah uh, so, like, it, that stuff, I'm not, I'm not, because there are some people who I know who are just like, anti-church and like that's not me like, you won't you won't go out of your way to say like no i'm taking a stand yeah against not this at ritual all. yeah yeah, yeah. No, that's also lame to me what do you what do you find yourself thinking about the most when you're like in the church situation like are you thinking i sometimes i'm just thinking about the stained glass for a while yeah like, the architecture <laughs> yeah. oh yeah like... just really like taking in the art that <laughs> takes there's place. Some good art you know in, oh yeah in especially catholic churches i feel like they they know how to make things look beautiful oh yeah mm-hmm. it's wild yeah well talking about Good art made in churches. I think it's uh, I think it's time to dive in, folks. Come on, let's go. Good is a strong word. I'm in love with a church girl. Well, I want to read to maybe to kick off this whole discussion. I want to read this quote from a interview with Christianity Today that Israel Houghton. Okay. Who is the former worship leader oh, at Lakewood Church? Which, by the way, I want to point out. Yeah. Uh, also, a gospel singer. Yeah. I didn't know this uh. only because today when I was watching it, I I like um, Instagram story the intro when they made God <laughs> an executive producer nice. in the Me. opening credits for this movie. <laughs> there is one. It says like written by, produced by, yeah. starring, and then there's one title card that comes up that says. Executive producer, God. 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 The, the, wow, the and balls. I re- I'm really hoping they held them to that. Like all the money made was like, sorry, you can't <laughs> use this money. This is the executive producer, God's money. Just, it would be amazing if yeah. someone in the, in the producer's guild registered and like, <laughs> registered God. Uh, yeah, I'm God. Uh, yeah, I get residuals. Yeah. Like I'm so glad God was available because that was the year he was also doing Despicable Me. Oh, so yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Him. Yeah, that's right. He he launched that franchise too. Right. So he's been busy. He was the Scott Rudin of his time for a little bit. Everything he touched turned to gold. I don't know what that reference uh, is. There's a producer named Scott Rudin. Wait a second. Um, do you think God has always has an inclusion writer for Jesus and the Holy he's Spirit? Sh- oh, absolutely. <laughs> Two words. Inclusion writer. So in this interview with Christianity Today, Israel Houghton says, the question was, what goals were you aiming for? As you made this movie, because he was a producer, as well as he went on to to uh, marry Adrian. Oh, he got yes, divorced of his right. wife of twenty one years. Oh, and married her. And he, I don't. He probably doesn't now, but he lived in my hometown of Houston. Oh, in Kingwood, actually, the suburbs oh, I used to hey. live in. So Houghton says, or Houghton, I might be mispronouncing it. He said, "I've been thinking about Vienna, Austria lately." All these major composers, Mozart, Beethoven, Brahms, and Handel, guys who wrote music that was ageless and timeless. The thing is, they all wrote to the glory of God. Most of those composers were commissioned by the church at that time, so the the most impacting classical music of the day was ultimately in the name of God. Our prayer and action in this whole production process has been that we want to do things that are unapologetic in their excellence. We've all been handed a CD by someone who says, I made this Christian CD, but I ran out of money. And it's not that good. But I wanted to do this to glorify God. When it comes with that apology attached, I say, why would I go listen to this record if you've already shot it down? So what we've tried to do is take away any sorts of excuses or apologies for the way we've shot, edited, and produced it. There is depth and impact to this story. David said, talking about King David, I don't want to offer the Lord something that doesn't cost me. If I'm going to offer something up, it's going to be costly. It's going to have weight. It's going to have worth attached to it. And that's why we've approached this story that way. 
I think the world is looking to us to undo the stereotypes that have been associated with faith-based music, TV, and arts in general. I feel like God is really offering us an opportunity to raise the bar, to raise the standard. So in the same breath, wow. he puts himself in the Brahms and Handel classes of composers. Right. Oh, yeah. Yeah, well, and then also like God has specifically chosen us as opposed to the likes of Kirk Cameron. Sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, what he ma- did make a good point, and there is something in there that he said It's that's true. He said, you know, he needs to make something costly. And this was indeed costly because <laughs> it cost $5 million to make, and they only made $2.8 million. It cost $5 million? <laughs> it cost $5 million to make. I, I it's know. on the IMDb. <laughs> Approximately $5 million well, to make. Well, it's all the Lambo rentals yeah. they probably had to do <laughs> for their pastors. And they only made $2.8 million. So, oh, it, so it's costly. Two point three. I mean. That's so interesting too that he uh, he kind of like tips their hand of other people apologize for crappy work. We're, Where we're like, not. I'm not. Yeah, it's just like well, that's just marketing. Yeah, <laughs> you know? like, that doesn't make it good. What if he had been like, sorry, 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 I'm in love with the church goal. Sorry, sorry, sorry. And that was like, the interview. That's quote. the right approach to <laughs> this movie. Well, let's let's just watch the trailer for it and oh, for man. the listener at home. It's available on Netflix streaming. Before we go on, though, I should ask both of you, do you think this is worth watching? For the listener that maybe wants to follow along with the podcast, to get together with a friend or two, do you think it's fun enough that it's worth watching. It's it's no, no. only because it's too long. <laughs> because man, it's so I, I long. Yeah, I drug uh you know my buddies Brody Reed, Benny and Bazune, uh-huh. other two comics, and we had a good time during the first act, and then. <laughs> Oh boy. That's how I felt Same. too. Same. Same. I was with my husband, and we we were also having a good yeah. time. And then I don't know. I think the maybe the second hospital fiasco. <laughs> I like pulled out my phone, and I was like checked out for a good while. And I was yeah. like, I can't believe no. This I is watched still the going. first half hour with Chelsea, and then she left, and then I was like, <laughs> oh my This gosh. is. Oh no. Yeah, I watched it on. You know how you can put podcasts on double speed on the apps. I did that in uh, Adobe Premiere. Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> So I was spared from certain yeah, real-time montages. There's some good parts, but it's by far so long and so fraught that it, it's not fun after Yeah, so maybe just watch the first half hour and then... You'll have a good idea. Then watch, I don't know, Black Mirror, a.k.a. My Life. <laughs> All right, here's the trailer. <laughs> 24K. Yeah, 24K, Bob. I guess it's before yeah, that. It was four years before, I think. Oh, all his bad boy crew. Bad boys. T Bone. Bargain bin entourage. So, wait, you fire up that package? Toby Mac. Well, just don't let money run your life, Miles. He wears what we make in a year on his wrist. This guy is the biggest drug trafficker in all of California, which is exactly why we want to nail this guy. You need to come to church with me and find yourself a good woman. She was oh, yelling all of her lines, she right? Bible study every week with my wife. Oh, man. <sighs> I'm getting retroactively exhausted just remembering yeah. watching this. There's only four more minutes of this trailer. Right? Are you that godly man? I used to be a drug dealer, Vanessa. Alternate universe, Selena Meyer. <laughs> <laughs> Came at us hard. Fans all over the place, SWAT cars, guns. I think you're as dirty as sin. He's gonna kiss him. You like to tell me why there was a gun in your car? We want to get the pain. And the Oscar goes too. God, the 
doesn't want somebody like me in his church, okay? Or does he? <laughs> this summer from Fire Festival Funder, Ja Rule. Yeah, he was a major investor. Oh no! Yeah. He's being. He has five lawsuits against him. Well, thankfully, he made this. The Bible. Bylaw. You were right. I'm stupid. I was. And Stephen Okay. I'm in love with the church girl. They brought that voice guy out of retirement just for this trailer. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay. So this movie, the basic premise is Miles Montega, he was an ex-drug dealer, ran with the bad squad. He's left the world behind even though he's kept all the money and now he's and a concert friends. promoter. And yeah, he has the same friends. Then him and Big Pussy are friends. Vincent you Pastor. You like saying that. <laughs> no, I just, no, I'm sorry. I won't say anything. I, I don't mean to be, but he, that's just who he was. Shocking. On The Soprano. Come on. <laughs> and he hooks him up with a girl from his community group or his Bible study, right? Or is it from his wife's it's Bible what, study? His wife's women's Bible study. Oh, uh, oh, that's why she's single. Because I did think oh. it's a little unrealistic that she's in a Bible study and that she's still Re- single. Well, it, or in just in a large church. Sure. That's a that's a Dayton Pool Central. Oh, it's just oh when when a new single girl comes into a community group. Oh, oh man. Yeah. It's like blood in the sh- in water. By, by the way, I just want to make it clear that yes, you're sir. never really sure whether he used to deal drugs or, or okay, still does. Doing it. Guys, this was blowing my mind. Okay, can we please break down his crime? <laughs> history yeah because for a good chunk of the movie you're thinking oh he still is like yeah. secretly a drug lord because he's kind of shysty about what his current job is oh yeah right with like the music promotion business and he's like got he's got suitcases of money all the time <laughs> and like this huge house and he's literally still with his drug crew yeah and the beginning of the movie is him like splitting money up yeah, with them yeah 100% but then it isn't until literally the end of the movie when you realize oh he's he actually isn't doing crime anymore he's a he's straight basically because yeah. the de agents who are constantly haunting him they like, sell the oh, house oh man but, I, these... yeah but then his all of his friends go to jail for their crimes but he doesn't yeah also yeah that... and he's like and then he's writing a letter to them like well my life's pretty sweet <laughs> they're <laughs> like, like i'm glad thanks. his life's pretty yeah, sweet. And they're yeah. like we're christians too now it's, oh man it were they christians in jail and they they seem to be discussing yeah. it toward the end well and then also the opening of of the movie is like a bunch of prison sequences. Yeah. So you yeah. think he's writing from jail? Yeah. And then like... <laughs> I got fired up. Yeah, the way the writing was at the beginning of the film implied that he went to jail and that's why he shifted ways, but that yes, never happened. or reformed. Then it was, no, uh, yeah, it's it was literally a, just it was a switch foot. Yeah, again. And the, well, and the, the guy who, who wrote the original story, this was a true story that he went to jail he had a like hard life and then he came out li- fell in love with a woman of faith and then like she helped him come to faith oh, yeah. eventually by the way he wrote his own cameo in he's the pr- he's the preacher is the who's lambo like, owning yeah. can we pull that <laughs> yeah. that like that made my jaw drop i so, could not believe that do we do we remember the writer's name it doesn't oh, I have it. uh no, something no, no. gaily 
Gailey Molina. Gailey Molina. Gailey Molina. So he, I think, is a youth pastor in San Jose, in Northern California. Oh, man. Mm -hmm. And then he wrote this... And then he wrote... <laughs> so this is when Ja Rule goes to visit the mega church where his little his girlfriend goes yeah. to. Yeah. So, uh, so he sees, oh, this guy pulls up in a Lamborghini. And then he does the music at the, at the service. And then uh, Vanessa knows the guy and introduces Miles to him. And they have the following exchange. You already look like a pastor. I don't, huh? So what's the real pastor supposed to look like, Miles? I don't know, Dumb man. I mean, look at you, man. <laughs> Clothes, your jewelry. You kind of tight to death yourself there, Miles. <laughs> yeah, but I don't drive no Lambo, Pastor. Lambo, huh? I recall pulling into the parking lot and passing a four-door black Bentley that I've never seen here before, and I'm assuming that's yours, man. This yeah, is just but I ain't no two pastor. guys at the urinals looking at each other's dicks. But the last time I read the Bible, it said nothing about style being a sin. It kind of goes back to that old saying that you cannot judge a book by its cover, you heard? Yeah, I dig. So what made you want to be a pastor anyway? The money! <laughs> this was shocking to Oh, yeah, me. because they never explained how he has the money for the Lambo. Why does he have millions of dollars? Also, no one in the history of being urban has said tight to death. That's not a <laughs> phrase. There's fresh to death and there's tight, but tight to death. Okay, good to know because I was not going a, to adopt Yeah, don't it. go around okay, calling we'll anyone do that. tight Do you to think Gally Molina was like a real Sorkin type on set? He's like, Ja, this needs to be word perfect. Yeah. It's like, no, tight to death it, Ja. Who wrote the script? Let's this keep it that way. The second Christian movie I've ever watched that, actively promotes materialism. Oh, the first being Saving Christmas. <laughs> the first being Saving Christmas. And then this movie, which says a pastor can have a Lambo because the Bible doesn't say anything about style. It just blew my mind that they went to justify it. Such I thought they were going to be like, oh, I, inv- I inherited it, but I, I donated most <laughs> of my wealth. No, oh, yeah. it's just like straight up like, no, this is good. Yeah, yeah, it's good and I like it. No, and the style pivot is so funny where it's like, True, it doesn't say anything yeah. about stuff. It does. The say Bible about doesn't say anything about Lamborghinis, Miles. Specifically, Fair. <laughs> like, well, that's true. Yeah, but the Bible does say things about modesty, which the classic interpretation is not to flaunt your wealth, basically, yeah. which is what modesty should be. Or so, where it's just crazy to all be. white and a all and white, a white Yankee Lamborghini. Cat. Ooh, yeah. yeah, maybe the most egregious sin. In I don't this know. Movie. Yeah, I don't know if that's style. I don't think God would approve. Well, and that's what's so funny about. The core of this movie is that, and there's a there's a review in the ever, <laughs> crazily, the ever conscious Christianity today was like, why can't anyone make a good Christian movie <laughs> in their review? And they said, the thing doesn't seem to be God in this movie. It seems to more be church and yeah. that, that Vanessa's into and that she's trying to get Miles into. It's not really like... Uh, you know, and there's certain a things like, yeah, some character things and yeah. stuff. But for the most part, it's like, come to this church and be a part of the church. Study oh, yeah. and, and read the Bible and, and this don't is have sex. And- 100%. This, this movie is selling two things, church and the Sandals Resort. <laughs> <laughs> the Sandals Active. Wait, resort. before you do the clip, yeah. this is important because... <laughs> Because this idea of it, this being just about church and going to church yeah. is is like a common Christian trap we can fall into of like doing things, you know, in all caps rather than 
addressing the underlying soul issues or even just what the meaning of something is. And that was the thing that was really irritating to me about all of the, the like church people in this film is all they want to do is tell him the things he should be doing. Yeah. And the her name is Vanessa. Vanessa. Is okay. Vanessa yeah. has a relationship with him even. And I found her irritating as heck. And like <laughs> you did? mean. Yeah. <laughs> like unkind. And this acting that she did was a lot of like, mm, well. Uh, yeah. A lot of nodding. And I don't know. It was just so crazy to me. Like if they're trying to sell church, they're doing a terrible job well, of it. Well, also they had the mom, which like I couldn't tell if she was racist. That's the or- thing. <laughs> She seemed to have an in bomb loaded in the chamber to drop at any moment. She wouldn't shake his hand. Because her whole tension with it is like, oh, what church does he go to? Yeah. Before, yeah. The way she plays it is racist. It it seems to. Well, they're like a Hispanic family, but it's still like, and they all do. You should play their intro sequence of like the Von Trapp family thing going through the house. Like, listen to this line from the mom and see if it sounds like she cares about his godly character or or his ethnicity. How can you sleep when our daughter's out with that? That that boy. (laughs) Yeah. That, that. That. Well, I got a really bad vibe from that so-called boy, Miguel. So-called boy? He doesn't seem her type. According to you, she'll never have a type. Oh, wow. Please go to sleep. (laughs) I want to die. I felt bad for that dad. (laughs) Yeah, they really like made her seem like the most insufferable wife. Like he seemed like just truly awful. Come on, please. please At least he has his his lovely daughter's voice to sing him to sleep every night. Hey, you must be Miles. Hi, I'm Jalissa, Vanessa's younger sister. Jalissa, yep, killing me right now. Yeah, pretty much. Loud as can be. Come on, Miles, open it. <laughs> All well, then the there's time. the other sister that's literally yelling in the rooms, like, "Ugh, uh, is someone gonna get that?" <laughs> yeah, the the Terrible family people. was troubling mm-hmm. oh, for that man. reason. But yeah, it seems th- this movie there's like twenty things that it's about, but it's not about one thing. Oh yeah, just so many different, mm-hmm. just storylines just being started up and then some coming out of nowhere like the mom being sick <laughs> and then like you could see you can really see them try and justify it in the writing like Ja literally being like how can my mom be healthy and then sick about to die the next day <laughs> like I guess anything can happen uh, yeah <laughs> the second universe. act has problems <laughs> structurally yeah well I mean let's talk about some of the themes that are in this film some themes in this film Church. Church. Flirting to converting. Cops. Crime. Cops. DEA. Sandals Resort. Sandals. (laughs) (laughs) Michael Madsen, who has basically a cameo in this movie. Yeah. A guy who just needs to work, I'm sure, when he's not doing Tarantino stuff. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. That bummed me out. The DEA agents have a lot of style. Oh, we're talking about Mr. Baldwin? We're talking about Mr. Baldwin. We're talking about blonde mustache Oh, remember that guy? I forget what TV he's from. Some old TV show. I and then, really uh, and then, yeah, and Baldwin's like nerdy sidekick. I'm sorry, sir. That information is confidential. It's okay. I'm Mr. Confidential. <laughs> <laughs> that was when Harpo Baldwin went to the private airport to get Miles. Did, you know, went to the private airport to find out where Miles' plane uh, was going, and then nothing happened. Not to stop him. N- yeah, yeah. Just to, <laughs> just, just, just to get the out. log. 
But I think overall, if there there is one theme that does emerge, it is kind of materialism in the American dream. Because even in Miles' proposal to Vanessa, Uh which I guess at this point, he's still not a Christian. In the eyes of this movie, he doesn't become a Christian until he has his Oscar reel moment in front of the stained glass. And then goes up to the altar called the megachurch. And then, guys... Ja Rule goes to online University of Phoenix Seminary and becomes a pastor. We see that too. By the, by the end of this way. movie, oh yeah, that's <laughs> not left to the imagination. Yeah, but but the, the, what he says to Vanessa in their private jet, I'm like, this is. I think if the movie is about one thing, then it might be this, which is the Americanized version of Christianity. I mean, only he could have created all this. Talking about God in the sunset. I look, I see a world with no limits. With the right drive and hustle, anybody could have anything and everything they want. Wow! Right, and that's our God-given right. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Any gun they want, any <laughs> any smoking hot like, babe they want, like five million dollars from your congregation to shoot a movie about your <laughs> life. Yep, your life. <laughs> like and- that's that's all I thought about is like how. Like one, most church have like a church building fun. Like his church had, <laughs> hey, I'm about to shoot this movie Not about this my movie. life fun. Yeah, so there was like a thermometer graphic on the side, but instead of like <laughs> build a new mission in you know wherever yeah. Yeah. Uganda, it was like make my movie <laughs> the movie fundraiser. That does beg the question uh, of their corporate sponsors because we mentioned sandals because he talks about sandals with his mom a lot who wants to go there but he won't send her there sandals (laughs) resort look at this place oh my gosh it's the one we saw in the commercial thank you i was like oh maybe it's not product placement son this is i wonder if she'll say sandals again though oh come on pop you and mom been trying to get away for years so this is our gift to you baby i love it and i'm so glad to finally get to go to there was there was a contract and it said they have to say it at least four times sandals, or fi- sandals. sandals. <laughs> and, uh, yeah well and then which the you've other seen sponsor. in like the bachelorette or something oh yeah but, well it makes sense there well also in the beginning the mom is like longingly talking about sandals and her millionaire son is just like <laughs> well I hope you get there someday. Yeah. Oh yeah, doesn't give a damn. Yeah, and I guess he's saving it for this present later. But she's living a while. in like a studio apartment. Yeah, oh, yeah. cockroaches. But, uh, yeah, that, that, yeah, that's also true. He lives in an eight-room uh-huh. mansion, and his mom's and dad's just living wherever. Like you're not letting yeah. your parents move in. Yeah, just let them move in. Yeah, yeah you don't and when questioned to about the house? space by the girl, who I'm thinking she's going to be like, wasn't there a better way you could be using your money? That's not really what comes up. She's just like, can't believe you have yeah, so much I space. I love this place. I want to be a part <laughs> I want of this. It. I can't wait to be inside, too. Yeah. But uh, the, the other sponsor, I don't know if you guys caught this, was C28, the store C- that they're in. So his girlfriend works oh, at a yes. Christian store. Wait a minute. C28 is a real store that oh, was really? in my Temecula Mall. Wow. And uh, it stands for Corinthians 2.8, I think. And uh, a lot of kids at my Christian school would wear their shirts. And the boys' version had N-O-T-W, which means not, not of this world. world. Oh, you guys knew? oh, yeah. And then the girls' version that I saw very often said Daddy's Little Girl. Oh, that's... That's contract. cool and normal, and I like yep, that. That's good. <laughs> also, I want to talk about how uh, 
<laughs> the scene where they made Christ, uh, Christian an N-word, where they're like, oh. was, where they're oh like, God, yeah. they're like, we don't oh. like to be called religious. We oh, yeah. I actually yeah, I have that clip. <laughs> yeah, it's the barbecue. A religious yeah. guy, Nick. Well, we really don't like that word religious, Miles. That's kind of like the word, word. <laughs> margin call in the stock market. No, it's I not. I prefer man of faith. It, which That's, I really like okay. that because that was such a convoluted analogy that I know the early script had to be like, you know, that's like our N word. <laughs> <Like, laughs> now nah, we got to scrap this. It's more of a stock market there are, thing. There are certain sanitized things that are so funny. Again, when you show like bad people in one of these faith based movies, it's uh. like, hey, I don't like you, buddy. That's like the extent exactly, of their hostility yeah. and their language. You can't Let's be have like, one round of drinks. <laughs> <laughs> Let's have at least one and a half shots. And keep our clothes on. <laughs> yeah, I love it. <laughs> He's like bragging. He was like, yeah, back in the day, you were crazy. You were like out of the car shooting. It's like, look, that's not how criminals talk. <laughs> yeah, he's like, man, he was shooting out of the car. Yeah, I was like, was... that's the brag? I yeah, guess yeah. that's good. Remember well, all those bullets you fired? But to your point, too, it was so spirit. Because I've heard like, oh, I don't, it's not a religion, it's a relationship. Like, yeah. I don't want to be called religious. There's baggage with that. Yeah, mm-hmm. and But that... they even say, don't call us Christians. Yeah. Which I was like, what? I don't think I've ever heard that before. Yeah, of like no. Christians being like, we don't like that term either. Like man of faith or woman of faith. Is what I was like, that's so much longer. <laughs> woman of faith, man of faith. Yeah. So they did like make yeah, it yeah, like a 100%. term we don't like yeah. or something. Mm. I was like, that's weird. And this, you know, out of the faith-based movies we've seen before, this is the one the most... Uh, because the people who made it weren't white people. And there, there are like interesting oh, yeah. things like it's like... Even with the like kind of racist mom, where it's like, oh, it's an interracial relationship, and that's mm. interesting. And I think Ja Rule is, despite everything, not a bad actor. Oh yeah, no, no he, I, I thought he was he good. His own, yeah, he's pretty good. I don't think he had a lot to work with, but like no, the thing that he did, like he wasn't bad. Well, that's what what we were talking about when we were watching. There's so many good actors a part of this, and you could just tell it's just a bad script. Yeah, yeah, they're just rolling a piece of dung up a hill, oh, you know, and it's a lot of hard work. It's very sad to see. Geniuses I, go to waste yeah. in this movie. Mm. I will say uh, it was interesting to see how they try to like inject points of cool to the movie. Like we talked about the Lambo pastor, but even Vanessa is describing like what it's like to love God or like become a Christian. Oh, yeah. oh. do you remember this? Yeah, and she said it's better than. I mean, I'll say it. It's better than sex. And he's like, (laughs) and to me that, I mean, that was shocking because I've never seen in a Christian movie, like a Christian girl being that like bad, quote unquote, but it was still felt so neutered. Well, (laughs) yeah, I I just love the scene where she's left alone with all their girlfriends, their secular girlfriends. They're like, so, uh, have you? So Vanessa, is everything they say about Miles true? About what? You know, know. down there. (laughs) Downtown. Um, I'm not trying to keep you girls in suspense, but I wouldn't know. You mean you two haven't slept together yet? You mean you two haven't slept together? We're just trying to, you know, take it slow, that's all. Nice and slow. Are we talking about the same miles here? (laughs) Bad influence. Yes, we are. I like how they really try to do the, like, you know, black dudes are well endowed without like (laughs) saying it like they wanted to they were like let's take like two beats out of it (laughs) and let everyone do the guest of work although the yeah 
like, oh, okay. The weirdest scene to me is when Ja was like talk, talking sexually, when Ja was reading Song of Solomon and turning himself on. Milk and honey under your tongue. Oh my God. Your two breasts are like two fawns. The music. I slept, but my heart was awake. Listen, my lover is knocking. My head is drenched with dew. I've taken off my robe. Must I put it on again? Oh. My lover thrust his hand through the latch opening. Jesus. Now that sounds like late night HBO to me. Because you read it like that, buddy. Read it how it's reading. That's what it is. Babe. (laughs) Are you trying to say that the Bible says that it's okay to have sex? Yes. I don't know what the Bible's saying. It does. It's it's crazy. It's so confusing. Babe, I can almost assure you that these people that they're talking about are married. Now, the Bible says you can totally enjoy your spouse sexually. Now, how did you interpret it? You know what? I'm sorry I brought it up. Let's forget no, it. No, no, that's a good thing. It's good so that we discuss fight. these things. Let's forget it. It's important to discuss the word of Drop God. Dro- really? He storms really? off the couch. And then he goes and he takes, takes a, a shower. shower. <laughs> he takes a shower. So one of two things. It's like he had to, quote unquote, take a cold shower. Oh, yeah. Or two, he had to go. He had to go crank it. <laughs> crank his penis? Yeah, crank his penis, yes. Oh, oh man, that was one uh, sick verse. He had to go right jaw his rule. Um, that's, that <laughs> felt like ugh, that felt like a weird convoluted sermon, you know, when they're trying oh, to yeah. be sex positive, but they're still being like negative about it. She's telling him the oh. Bible doesn't say it's good to have sex, but then it does if you're married. And then this issue never comes up again for them. Like, oh, yeah. it's basically done here. Well, this one took me it on came a up flashback. before. Because in the hotel, she's like, you're on the couch, I'm on the bed. Yeah. Oh, I thought that was and, the same scene. And okay, then they yeah. played that Looney Tunes music, actually. Oh, <laughs> Listen hey, to the woodwinds here. See, because Mr. Montego, you have the sofa tonight. Me, I have the king-size bed. <laughs> Listen. Love ya. Don't forget to say your prayers. Basically, a slide whistle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what were you gonna say though? Oh no, I was saying that scene took me back because I remember when uh, I was kids waiting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when the kids were waiting. <laughs> no, I remember when my mom would drag me to uh, church, and there was just one like sermon her pastor had where he was talking about. Like it, it was that same subject where he was like, you know, and I'm married, and I make sure I please my wife, and like, like I was like, wait, you're bragging about boning your wife really good, like, yeah, what? it's very strange. Like it was like, but it was like that same idea of tack of attacking like. People think Christians don't have fun and don't have sex. Right. We do, just under the rules of God. I'm with it. Yeah. <laughs> In right. a covenant context. And as long as it's straight as heck. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think I've ever heard like a non-cringy sermon or or even just mention of sex because it is it is always like yeah you know my smoking hot wife is in the front row and you know i love her and, yeah and sex is and she can barely walk I don't today. Know if you guys ever, yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you guys are in junior high like guys sex is amazing it's like the best feeling you ever had but you need to wait you know yeah, just yeah. stuff like that of like you're trying to make it sound good, but you're still making it a very like mysterious, distant thing and like kind of scary. And again, what a weird theme to drop into this movie, which is not <laughs> primarily about absence, just like 
Oh yeah, that's what it means. You I guess they were like, we have to address this because yeah. this would be an issue for these two people. Well, I even <laughs> but, think uh, like yeah. it really feels like this movie was written in a way that was like, this is going to convert some people. Like there, there yeah. was like a moment when he finishes a script and dusts it off his hands. He's like, people are going to watch this. <laughs> Gonna be Christian. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I think every Christian movie has that yeah. premise that underneath hope. of like, yeah, sure. this is gonna get the outsiders in. Yeah, basically. yeah. And all those hard criminals out there are gonna watch this. Hard criminals like Toby Mac. Hey, what's buzzing, cousin? Is that a phrase? I'm just trying no, to make it's a not. I screamed. Minutes, you know. So, wait, did you file off that package? I screamed when I heard "What's buzzing, cousin?" Cousin, I wanted to. I was like, "Is this just people like like?" It just takes me back to that Dave Chappelle joke when he talks about like making up catchphrases for his managers. <laughs> like I was like, "This is what it feels like." It's like some like he he yeah. gave it to like a black consultant. And he was like, oh, "I'm about to bring <sighs> the dumbest phrases in oh, here." Yeah. It's now, like the fact. office when he gets Michael to say "Dink and Flicker." <laughs> <laughs> They let Toby Mac improvise all of his lines. No, they didn't. I, I would have <laughs> so believed like, you. I like, would have believed that you. That seemed about right. Because I can see Toby Mac being like, okay, well, I got to be like a urban hip. Okay. <laughs> Looks like you're living in extreme days now, <laughs> sir. Well, Toby Mike. Toby Mac is a rapper, and so I think for him, he was like, I'm very comfortable oh, with yeah. this role oh, yeah. and this he, persona. He was like, oh, I don't need a script. I know what I'm going to do. What's buzzing, What's cousin? What's buzzing, cousin? And he like winks at the cast, and they're like, no. Yeah, there was, so so if Toby Mac was a rapper, there were a lot of rappers. So you had Toby Mac, you had T-Bone. T-Bone. Who, who, that was the second uh, product placement we got, because when they were in the store, remember, he picked oh, up a I, T-Bone. I have a little clip of that. This is when... so. Uh, Miles goes to the Christian store that Caroline was talking about mm-hmm. where Vanessa works because this movie is very, and we talk a lot on this show about like, you know, being, you know, involved in faith or having a relationship to God or what you call God, it doesn't have to be an all or nothing proposition. This movie posits, but what if it does? <laughs> because <laughs> Vanessa not only is a member of this all women's Bible study and a member of this church, but she works at a Christian music store or just Christian boutique, essentially. And Miles not only is a Christian by the end of the movie, he's a pastor. Oh, he yeah. He has to go as far as to become a pastor. There's <laughs> nothing in between. At the end of the movie. And here's how they frame the Christian... I mean, this was like they almost looked at the camera and winked during this scene. <laughs> and these are all Christian artists? That's right. This dude right here looks like a real rapper. Come on, Miles. He is a real rapper. He just, you know, raps about the Lord. No, 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 that's not what I'm saying. I mean, look, this dude looks like a gangster. He's cool. And the music that was playing when I came in made me feel like I wanted to stage die. <laughs> yeah, you never listen to Christian music? music? Nah. It's an I mean, well, you know, my mom used to play like Elvis Presley gospel albums on Sunday, but <laughs> other than that, nah. Well, yo, I am about to hook you up with some really, really hot Christian music. Hold on a second, I'm gonna get you some CDs. Okay. And then she leaves. T-Bone. Bonafide. In stores now. Yeah, <laughs> the next tomorrow. Uh, that discussion made me. Uh, it felt very familiar because it just felt a lot like this show. Kevin oh, <laughs> is man. what I want to hook you up with some Christian music. <laughs> You're gonna like it. Should we use that as like a drop every time we oh, start yeah. the show? Yeah. <laughs> oh, uh, this yeah. T Bone guy who 
does not look like a gangster. Like I will say that from a resident of Compton, California, <laughs> who went to our and he like it was totally so just to be like, thank you, T Bone, for being in this movie. But also, I for, that was one big plot hole that I also love that they kept forgetting. They make a big point of talking about how he was raised in the church, and then when he goes to the church with her, he doesn't understand what offering is. Oh yeah, he's like, <laughs> what? What? I'm supposed to put my money in here? He puts the basket on his head. Is it a hat? Do I wear it? Do I dance? Now? It's like, wait, you grew up in the church. You know all of this, you know, all right? Yeah, you know the conventions yeah. at least. Yeah, and well, and then also at that moment, he pulls out his like rolls of cash yeah. and drops like a few hundreds or something mm-hmm. in there, and she shames him for it yeah <laughs> she babe everybody doesn't have to see that oh my bad how much are you giving no, not that much that's not enough <laughs> babe that's plenty Let me explain how this whole offering thing goes later oh She's so condescending all the time. It really bothers me. I mean, she was inches away from calling him a fat baby, (laughs) 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 which is a Amy Grantism for new Christians. New Christian doesn't know the rules. Yes, yeah, and that was so strange too that she would see that. And I understand like teasing him, but then to be like, I'm going to explain how this works later. You give a you only put five dollars in the bag and you save the rest for your Lamborghini. You know, like that seemed basically what she was trying to say. so strange it was a bummer and we've talked yeah again we've talked on the show how sometimes like some of these movies it's like, especially saving christmas probably the closest analog to this movie mm-hmm. that movie's like a quarter of a movie stretched to movie length mm-hmm. this is six movies because as we go on in the in the story they get engaged miles mom gets sick all of a sudden and dies so there's like hospital drama mm-hmm. and then Vanessa gets in a car wreck and is in a coma we don't see the car wreck we just know she's suddenly in a coma we just oh, see yeah. the coma that's also when I was like I'm so done with this movie like a second uh, hospital disaster oh, yeah. well then my favorite my favorite part is like he's like I, I don't this god guy you know he's putting he killed my mom and I don't trust him and all this and all that and he's like rejecting religion and then he's leaving. He's like, where are you going? I got to go talk to someone. Oh, and yeah. he goes to pray, like talk to the <laughs> stained yes. glass picture of Jesus. Whereas like you spent this whole speech rejecting religion. Yeah, like, this is why it's you're false. Like, but I'm going but I'm a keep going. But I need to go pray. <laughs> we it, should uh, play that because that's really his moment. That's such a funny point to make too, because that is kind of the underlying um, idea of any hostility in Christian movies is that, well, when they're mad, they're mad at God. They're not <laughs> yeah. like like God's not dead. Oh, yeah. Kevin Sorbo, he's mad at God for killing his mom because it can't. It's like the yeah. same thing. Oh, almost. It's, it's like, like the same story. Yeah, the only reason people don't like God is they have trauma that they can't forgive God yeah, for. Yeah, not like, oh, I just don't believe in him. Uh-huh. It's always like, <laughs> I hate him. I yeah. hate him. Or like, no, I ascribe to a different belief system that gives me value. You know, <laughs> like, Now, folks, and for the listener at home, it's been a good year for acting. You had Timothy Chalamet in Call Me By Your Name. Good friend. You <laughs> Great friend. I, I, I love that. Keep dropping it. Like, it's a half joke, but it's also, <laughs> I need everybody to know, that's my boy before. Is he, that true? So, yeah, we were in a short film together called oh, Spinners. Hey. And we, were, we, we would always, because uh, he was in uh, New York. So we would, like, periodically text each other from now and then. You, as much as, like, you know, bi-coastal acting friends would yeah. do. 
And then, like, he blew up this year and just was not... Do you text him every day? I hit him up when I got the screener for calling me by your name and did, like, a little video of me, like, zooming in on his name. And he's like, oh, man, we got to hang out, da 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 Uh, And then when he got the Oscar uh, nomination, Uh I was like, I was like, yo what's gucci um i was like i was like i told you we made it we did it <laughs> really taking you know credit for his success <laughs> and then he like i he hit it with the likes on instagram like he liked it in the message and i was like all right you busy and then like once oscar season picked up it just was like radio black and then just recently uh, i finished recording nerdiffs in at how stuff uh-huh, works uh-huh. and had a peach kerns can and like took a picture of it and said thinking of you and sent it to him. And then he like replied like crying emojis. Hey, yeah, oh, so he's we're a back. good boy. He's back to me. I, I bet he was just. I can't imagine what it's like to oh, be in the, a cog in the press machine of that stuff. Yeah, it's so crazy and it's so funny because like I'll I'll have friends who are like, oh, he's saying that he, you know Frank Ocean and all this stuff, and I and I always like have to step and be like, no, he's. He really like he's really like that. Like he, one of the big things is like one of the people who were working on our short film worked on that like indie film Kid Cudi was in. Yeah, and he like was going crazy about. It. He was like, "What? I love Kid Cudi." So she was able to get him in a Kid Cudi concert. And uh, when I worked with Kid Cudi on Comedy Bang Bang, yeah, I sent it to him, and he like lost his mind. So he's like a huge Frank o- Ocean Kid Cudi fan. Yeah. So he's not he's not faking the funk. He's, he's the real, real deal. He's the real deal. Yeah. And that's, that's the GCF yeah, scoop. Yeah. That was the secular segue. (laughs) This has been the secular segue. Thank you for having a better uh, segment name than I thought. He's like a friend of the friend of the show. (laughs) Anyway, we've seen actors like that and Gary Oldman in The Darkest Hour. But now I present for your consideration, Ja Rule. And the movie is I'm in Love with the Church Girl. If anybody needs to pay for their sins and let it be me, please just leave everybody else out of it. Just take me. I'm ready for whatever you got coming. You want to send me to hell? Book the flight. Virgin Airlines. <laughs> Another product placement. <laughs> take me to Sandals Resorts. Sorry, Mr. Rule. We're currently Baby. booking uh, children and uh, mothers with children and military, so you you have to stay <laughs> on the line. Book the flight. Use my points. <laughs> Just tell me. Whatever you want me to do, tell me what you want me to do to spare her life. Quick turn. I didn't mean a word I just said, Lord. I didn't mean a word? (laughs) I think you did. God, you gotta know this is rough on me. Just let me know what I gotta do to make this right. I won't take showers anymore. If you know what I mean. (laughs) I surrender, Lord. The stained glass starts talking back to him. Hey, Miles. <laughs> I love you, Miles. Yeah. That, <sighs> here's, here's, and here's where, once again, the bad writing just takes over. Because then he gets arrested. And so I'm thinking, oh, this is when he goes to jail. He has to pay his time right. to get right with God. Nope. <laughs> There's just a useless 
interrogation that leads to nothing making the whole subplot meaningless. There was no yes, reason for the, the subplot. Because the entire movie, they just keep inserting the DEA agents, like yeah. following him Stephen and commenting and like, well, I can't wait yeah. to put him in a jail. Oh, he won't have this nice house in jail. Yeah, let's, let's talk about nothing. that, how much he hated. Like, it really was like, I think it comes back to that, how this is very materialistic because his main antagonist hated the stuff he had. Where yes. Where it's like, his, his house costs more than all our houses combined and the car he drives costs yeah. more than all our <laughs> maybe I'm reading into it too but that feels racially charged in a way too yes, like, it did. I can't totally. believe he has all this totally, wealth totally. where does he get off and I can't wait to take it from him and oh and by the way the DEA agents do become Christians after well one has been Christian yeah yeah time. yeah oh, you're uh, worried about you them God, Brian? <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't go getting all religified on me Jason <laughs> You go to church? <laughs> not Jason Schwartzman yes, and not Alec Every Baldwin. week, wife and kids, Bible study, the whole nine yards. <laughs> you do, huh? Why didn't I know that? You never asked. You never asked. Amazing. Don't be getting all religified on me is the biggest caricature of someone who is secular. <laughs> yeah, who's Don't like... Me. That, that is like out of a chick comic book. Right? Yes, <laughs> it's totally a chick track. Religion? God, what do you God. see in that? I no, heard no, that's a crazy. Don't be getting all religified on me. Yeah. grief. It is a... Mo- By the way, I love in the interrogation scene that Baldwin just walks in. And you think it's like behind a glass door or like a wall or something. It's just an open... There's no door. Yeah. He just walks into the room. Yeah. And then there's a TV. Yeah, for no... Just watch in the doorway. It's fine. Yeah. But yeah, this movie does feel... Um, there are strange... Like we talked about materialism, but then it does feel uh, like there's some permutations of prosperity gospel and prosperity theology in it like Mm -hmm. because they're like oh if you just hustle you'll get it and god will bless and blah 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 and and the church and what's attractive about the church that's like a lot of prosperity preachers like joel osteen or uh, td jakes to some degree like that sort of like the oral roberts-esque yeah like as your faith grows your material wealth should grow or will grow because that's what god wants to give you oh yeah no Um, once again this isn't a secular segue this is a very a christian segue so td jakes was a big my mom was baptist so Uh td jakes is a name a household name okay for me and he had that talk show i don't know if he still has it but do you remember he had a talk show so oh my gosh i'm i so jamie flam who is the booker or he was the he's the booker for the dynasty typewriter now but he used to be the booker for Uh the improv and he was in this bit on his show (laughs) where this kid is in the audience and he's like td jake's like what what do you want to do son and he's like i want to be a stand-up comedian (laughs) and it was some kid who i saw at the open mic some dorky lanky white kid and he does a set and then the booker jamie stands up and goes i want to have you perform at the hollywood improv it was so staged i'm I'm gonna send that to you i've already dm'd you (laughs) my tweet but it was played as if like wow Oh, God yeah. deli- oh, delivered yeah. right away. People were like, oh my God. Oh, <laughs> oh that makes me sick. It was Whoa. hilarious. And it was so funny to see people I know doing that. Yeah, <laughs> and like, you're like, oh I man, know y'all him. needed that like one to 300 bucks, huh? <laughs> <laughs> By the way, if he did send the tweet, and just to be clear, posted April 4th, 2010, it says, why does every religious holiday turn into atheists that try too hard day? <laughs> 
Atheist is spelled with an apostrophe. Yes. Oh yeah. By the way, a- I spell atheist wrong, so I had to like, because I, I, I searched for it and I couldn't find it because I spelled atheist wrong. And then even in my apologetic tweet to my atheist friends, which I- reads, "For the record, not all my atheist friends are trying too hard, but you know who you are." <laughs> Called them out. I bet they became Christians. That By day. the way, this was in April. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, that so I one, guess it was Easter. Easter. Yeah. So oh, okay. I'm waiting for the Christmas one. I can't find it, but I'm going to do a deep dive because because it, it, it is this Christmas one because wow. I remember that tweet because I remember being like, got him. Got him. <laughs> oh, got boy. Um, Anything else we want to say about this movie before we give our... I do want to mention, you skipped this per- first part if we're rewinding back to Ja Rule's star moment when he shouts at the Jesus stained glass. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the beginning is, good, I'm glad you're here because we got some serious issues to talk about. Talk about. First of all, you took my mom from me and that just about killed me, but I kept my mouth shut and let that one slide. Oh, his mom's death, he let slide. Yeah. Instead of punishing God, he does he some bad things to people. Yeah, and then kind of oh, eventually, yeah. like you know, but and I, but I gave money, and now you're trying to take my girlfriend. That was just such a crazy way to word that for me. I let like, it slide. I'll let that one go. My mother dying suddenly, but this girlfriend stuff is too far. I mean, it just brings to mind another famous uh, angry at God yelling scene where yeah. uh, Martin Sheen as President Bartlett in two cathedrals, the season two finale of the West Wing, curses at God in Latin and for uh, killing one of his friends. And mm. and to me, it's like it's neck and neck, which of these two scenes is better? This yeah. Aaron Sorkin written scene like performed by Martin Sheen in the National Cathedral in Washington, <laughs> D.C. But yes, this is, I mean, it, it, the poetry is on par for sure. I'm so Moving. surprised that there isn't a Christian award show because I would love to know. Oh, there is. Oh, there is the Dove Awards. Oh, yeah, I'm yeah. happy to Christian report Grammys. there very much is. So, but so this didn't get nominated for any. Well, I Dove think Dove Awards, Awards is just movies. Is the thing it oh. probably got nominated for like a soundtrack thing, but it Dove Award there's no, no Dove Christian Awards is just music. Oh, I'm sorry, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Dove Awards is just music, not oh, movies. Okay. But they did didn't in his quote though. He's like, yeah, we're putting it in festivals and stuff. Oh my gosh, like I can't imagine. I how want this to fared. see the Sundance Committee watch watching this like i want to see them just all collectively just kind of like, how far do you think they made can it can you believe this how far do you think the sundance committee oh, would gosh. have made it? i don't know i, think... I do have some good critic quotes if you'd like oh, to hear such them. as yeah, i'd love to um this one was from the new york times this quick one a message film with the narrative sophistication of a recruiting pamphlet uh my favorite one was from the austin chronicle yeah baby <laughs> To call the acting amateurish does a disservice to hardworking amateurs everywhere. Oh. <laughs> I, I would disagree because Ja Rule's performance is yeah. good. He's good. He doesn't seem like an amateur to me. He knows what he's doing. Oh, the parents are, none of the parents are good in this oh, movie. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No. Um, but those oh. were some of the best ones. I was surprised they even bothered the New York Times to do a review of this yeah. movie. I mean, I guess it's big in a lot of ways. Like, it was a $5 million movie. Yeah. Ja Rule's in it. Ja Rule went I think to the novelty after it. of it. it <laughs> Yeah, I mean, think about your movie's about to come out and then your star goes to jail. Yeah. And it is like, there are some interesting things that it touches upon. The one scene I did like is when they give him a Bible and it has his name on it, which usually, by the way, maybe this is just a cultural thing, but usually like when you get a Bible with your name on it, it's usually like on the inside, like to yeah, yeah. or it's like embossed in the corner of it. Yeah. It's not usually the, the, title. the cover where it just looks I like, I gave you a Bible and the the name of the Bible is Miles Montego. But she says, 
you know, we've always prayed that our daughter would fall in love with a man of God. Are you a man of God? He's like, I don't know. I don't know if I am. I found yeah. that to be interesting where it's like, oh, here's a guy who has a, enough humility to be able to recognize, like, I would have even liked it if the movie ended on that sort of note where it's like, I don't know if I am, I am a man of God, but mm-hmm. I want to be, and yeah. I'm going to try. I love your daughter. But this <laughs> ends way more explicitly in that once Vanessa comes out of a coma, he becomes a pastor. Uh, they get married, yeah. then he becomes a pastor. And a father. And a father, and he's oh, preaching yeah. at the church while getting yeah. pin pal notes from his uh, prison gang. From his prison buddies. Yeah, yeah it would have been cooler to see him, I guess, like, behave like a Christian and still be in question, you know, of maybe like giving away his house or, you know, sending his mom to sandals or doing whatever and, and then still being like, yeah, I'm figuring this out. Yeah, or rejecting but I'm a lot ma- closer yeah. than I used to be or something. Rejecting materialism like, in the yeah. favor of another kind of lifestyle. Yeah. Right. Or even that he was still a criminal and then he became reformed. But yeah, which, he's been reformed long before this movie started, <laughs> yeah. I guess. So. Yeah, which I thought they were going to do when he was packing all his bags. I was like, oh, he's about to sell his house and all this stuff. No, he was packing his bag for an unexplained reason. Reason. Like they never <laughs> for a trip, so, yeah. For a tr- oh boy. <laughs> well, uh, one thing that I did love was bloopers. Oh, you got some bloopies at the end, <laughs> including him uh, doing more of his sermon, and then screwing it up. <laughs> you it could up. tell that no one was there. No one was. Yeah, you hear like one echoey voice far away. I'm like, yeah. let's try it again. Yeah, and you and you see uh, pictures from them filming the movie. Oh my gosh, that was my favorite because it wasn't even just actors or people you recognize it was just like the cruise pictures of the they were movie. just on vacation <laughs> like some of them had nothing they weren't even in the sea it was just yeah. like a boom guy holding a, a of, mic a lot of thumbs <laughs> a lot of people posing with oh which guy was it um there were a lot of people posing with one guy in a photo was it big p word maybe I mean, it's like, was that a movie set or Sandals Resort? Looked like such a vacation. Man, I love Sandals. I do love Sandals Resort. I mean, we joke about it on the show, but it is Sandals, a good Sandals Resort. I can't wait to go to Sandals. All inclusive Mm. and a water slide. I'm going to put my sandals on and run there now. (laughs) Well, let's get to our kind of final review of the movie. The way this works, Iffy, we're going to give it a thumbs up. Or thumbs down in the form of a holy toast or a holy roast. Holy toast, we're gonna send I'm in love with a church girl to heaven. heaven or holy roast. We're gonna send I'm in love with a church girl to hell. To hell. We'll start with you, Caroline. I'm in love with a church girl. Girl? <laughs> Goyle. Could have been so many good things. And so it was disappointing. And I thought it was going to be a fun movie. I don't know. Maybe just from the title alone. Like, I thought it was going to be humorous and maybe playful. but Lighthearted. With, with a heart to it. Yes, yeah. lighthearted. But it was heavy and, like, fraught and confusing. And I think it also had the potential, which is why it's disappointing. Like, it could have been a really um, culturally relevant movie. Sure. Talking with real people or with people who are outside of the church and now experiencing the church in a cool way. But I had such a distaste for all the church people, for one, that it didn't feel appealing. And then his conversion moment or whatever didn't feel appealing either. It felt like he gave in to these terrible people who've been shaming him the entire movie. (laughs) And like we talked about earlier, it was all about doing things rather than addressing the like life-changing relationship of knowing Jesus or like 
becoming part of that belief system or following what he taught, things like that. It's just, I'm in the Lambo club now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, so it felt like so much, and I know this is probably what they weren't intending, but it felt so much more like church membership was more important than addressing what a relationship with God could be like. And the only moment where they almost peeked through is when he's shouting at God, and you were like, oh yeah, he, he does talk to God, I suppose. But, but, but then beyond that, it's just so... They crammed too many things in. It's so long. I felt like 10 years of my life were spent watching this movie. Thank you for sitting through it, Iffy. That Thank was you, Iffy. quite a trek. <laughs> um, so I, I wouldn't even recommend watching this for fun, and like we said, unless it was the first half hour. Holy Roast. Holy Roast from Caroline. Iffy, we turn it to you. Oh, man. This, this, this is, uh, you know... <laughs> This should have been a very easy time for for this movie because I love bad black movies or black bad like urban movies. Like even no matter how bad, I'll still find fun in how bad it is. What, what's one of your favorite one of those to watch? Oh, there was one um, where it's like it was this Mike Epps movie where the family is getting. Oh yeah, Mike Epps his family goes into the purge. <laughs> For some reason, <laughs> what? Yeah, wait, the horror movie, The Purge. Yeah, 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 yeah. His family like goes, and the town has a purge, and he's like, and he's very Mike Epps about it. Definitely recommend because it's so ridiculous, and they fun. and they end it with like a nod to a sequel sequel that would be like a Cabin in the Woods type. <laughs> It was it was all over the place and it's insane. But like so I love that type of stuff and usually even if it's bad I get joy out of how bad it is. Like mm-hmm. I can watch like, you know, Neil Breen and stuff like that. Like <laughs> bad movies. But this is bad and long and like it's just like so technically bad that I get no enjoyment out of it. Just yeah. the writing is bad. Yeah. The structure is bad. There's so many loose ends that end, so many just anticlimactic events. Michael Madsen just disappears <laughs> from the movie. He's gone. He's like, bye. I'll see you later. Yeah. Not to interrupt you, but I've never felt more aware of the story <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> while watching a movie that ever than yeah. when I was watching this. Because yeah. you're constantly trying to figure it out. Like, wait, where are you trying to take me? Because I'm, I'm trying to be on board, but you're taking me so many different places. Mm-hmm. And like, it's funny seeing someone apologize in the writing for plot holes. Like, <laughs> I'll never get over the line of like. Yeah, what do you mean my mom is okay one day and then is going to die the next day? Yeah, you know your mom, how she is with doctors. No, we don't. <laughs> you never mentioned it. We don't know. <laughs> you know, she 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 thinks aspirin will cure. <laughs> yeah, that's the line. <laughs> she thinks that taking one aspirin will cure anything. <laughs> well, then your mom's a, a, a stupid person. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, know, there's I'm a sorry. deeper issue here. Yeah. yeah. Oh, man. So yeah, no, it's I'm gonna have to give it a holy roast. Holy roast yeah. from Iffy. Well, book book the flight. You loved it. No, book <laughs> book the flight to hell. To hell, because yeah. it it is getting roasted. I thought that maybe it would, and it and it does start out promising and kind of lightweight and kind of like oh this could be breezy like a rom-com even yeah and if it was a rom-com and it was just like these two people from different worlds like if you stuck to that rom-com formula it might have been fun they could have christian mingled it sure you know it could have been a little fun Mm -hmm. yeah 
which Christian Mingle it, comparatively was a lot more fun to watch in its entirety. It was a this movie. Sure, oh, but this was just like way down. So much, it was so heavy, and felt so troubled and so confused. And yeah, I mean, I want to love anything that Mr. Toby Mac does, but for this one, I cannot condone it. So, book the flight. I'm in love with the church girl. You're going to hell. To but we're not the final word on this. You're the final word, dear listeners. So go to at Christian Fun Pond. You can give it a holy roast or a holy toast. So why don't you go there and... Pokemon, go to the polls. <laughs> and we'll be right back with more good Christian fun. What's she up to? <laughs> She's just in the woods. That's true. Justin Timberlake. Just hiking. Yeah. She's a woman of the woods. Yeah. Um. <laughs> This HeadGum Podcast is brought to you by Aura Frames. That is right. Uh, from grandmothers to new mothers, aunts, even the friends of your life, every mom loves an Aura Frame. Holy shit, even aunts? Yes, especially aunts. Oh, well. Because it was named the best digital photo frame by Wirecutter and selected as one of Oprah's favorite things. I mean, these Aura Frames are guaranteed to bring joy to moms of all ages. I believe it. You have an Aura Frame, don't you? Yes, I actually more than believe it. I know it. Uh, I've got one for my mom, my mother-in-law, my grandmother-in-law. And dare I say your aunt? And dare you say my aunt and my aunt-in-law. Everyone's got one. Everyone loves them. I mean, Mother's Day is right around the corner, and there's no better gift than a digital photo frame. You give them the frame. It's got preloaded pictures in there. And you know what? You can update it with an app. So every time you take a new picture of a sweet little uh, person or place or thing in your life, it gets automatically sent to that frame. Exactly. And right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. Holy smokes. Excellent deal. Yeah, that's A-U-R-A frames.com. You use the code HEADGUM at checkout to save. HEADGUM. Nice. Yes. HeadGum. It's easy to set up. It's loved by everybody, including Oprah, including your aunt. Mm -hmm. So do check them out. That's A-U-R-A frames.com. Use code HeadGum at checkout to save. Damn right. And terms and conditions apply, of course. Of course. Thanks again to Aura. <sighs> the comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center. Thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. Welcome back to Good Christian Fun. It's time once again. Oh, it feels good to be back home. <laughs> For the hunt for the worst Christian song of all time. To be clear, if that was masturbation is artificial sex mm -hmm. by less control. <laughs> it, what? It was just a. It was a. Previous contender for the worst Christian song. That's a song real world. song. Yeah, it's a real the Big song. M by it's Less Control. Artificial An sex. Anti-masturbation song. Yeah. So if you need something to keep you from jerking it, turn turn up the radio. Or if you need something to encourage Inspire. you to JL, <laughs> then just like stop listening after a certain point. It's a release. It's a release. <laughs> then end the song. <laughs> All right, it's a release. Get real. So the previous champion. 
for this was Dancing with the Dinosaur by Stephen Curtis Chapman. I'm dancing with the dinosaur. Conscience and conviction. I want to see the truth ignored. By the way, everybody. Thank you for all your fan art of Dancing with the Dinosaur. I think we got three or four drawings based on the song. Really? Yeah, there's some people posting in the Facebook group oh, and on Instagram. Those. Yeah, they're pretty terrific. Are you going to post your uh, special cut that you made? Oh, yeah, I'll have posted it by now. Okay, great. <laughs> of uh, the Laura Dern Jurassic Park thing. Iffy, what did you think of this song? Oh, man, I look, I'm, I, I'm going to be 100% honest. I was going to, I think I, originally I was going to lie. But I'm gonna. T- I, I think I made it halfway. <laughs> I was like, okay, I feel like it's just going in yeah, circles yeah, you're here. You're good. You're good. No, that's um, perfectly normal. <laughs> Two I, hours of I'm in love with a church girl. Fine, but dancing with the dinosaur was like, I got to I got to push me too far. I got to cut loose because I, I don't know if he's like talking about actually dancing with a dinosaur. <laughs> like I don't know if it's supposed to be a metaphor that I'm just not getting. Mm-hmm. I think uh, the metaphor is uh, the dinosaur in this song is old ways of thinking which are good which are like a sense of right and wrong Mm -hmm. that's dancing with the dinosaur like I'm gonna stick to a old timey sense of right and wrong like call me old fashioned but I believe in the days when we didn't lie right is right is wrong is wrong (laughs) blah 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 and suck my dong okay so that's dancing with the dinosaur (laughs) (laughs) that was that was our that was our previous champion okay we got a new nominee we got a new nominee, and this is a song. Co- Actually, I'm not going to tell you the name of the song. I'm just going to tell you that it is a song by a group called Bunch of Believers. Mm. Bunch of Believers. Bob. Uh, Bob. And it is Bob, for short. And you can see the cover art right there. It is... Uh, hey, so that's just a dead ripoff of South Park. Yeah. Right. It's just a bunch of South Park characters. Also, I feel so bad for B.O.B. fans who are just trying to listen to airplanes <laughs> yeah. and trip across this. <laughs> <laughs> it was very confusing for those fandoms. The mm-hmm. album it's from is It's a Ska, 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 Ska World. Oh, no. Oh, no. We've so already... This is... Uh, yes! This is some... Ska music. Give me that goofy ska music. And I'm not going to tell you the title. It'll become clear pretty soon, but the way it unravels, I think, is fun. This is track two from It's a Ska Ska, Ska Ska World. So let's take a listen. That's Ska. This is it. All day long in the crowded halls. Hold out. Her classroom, it's in her house, and her teacher is her mother. No, Kevin! The song is called Homeschool Girl. Some girls I know, they dress real wild for popularity and fame. For fame. For popularity and fame. She doesn't have to play that game. Send you the lyrics. And all that time at the kitchen table, still she knows what's up. 
No, shut up. <laughs> Your world. Okay, that's basically it. Oh, no. Homeschool Girl by Bunch of Believers. Oh, the only love it. song ever addressed to a homeschool girl, oh, I'm sure. No, I bet there's others. Yeah. <laughs> uh, maybe. So, Kevin, like, on a scale of 1 to 10, how hard did you relate to this song? Where's... What did I say here? She's smart. I'm just praying that my grades don't slip. But homeschool girl, she's talking full scholarship. Okay. All right. All right. We can stop this madness now. I will say. Yeah. Uh, love that the thing that he loves about her is how smart she is. Yeah. He's not like she's got you know. Talking about her body in some yeah. derogatory, <laughs> which um, I don't know if we'll find a Christian song that is <laughs> right. She or just uh, <laughs> well, I'd say most of the Christian love songs I'd heard, like sure. dispraising women, is about how um, you know how just basically that they're like different on purpose, which yeah. is what this does. But this is very much just like she's ahead on school; she's got a scholarship, and. Uh, he does mention her modesty and how other girls are slutty for fame and popularity. Sure, which I don't love. Yeah, he kind of <laughs> uh, accidentally slut shames other other girls. Yeah, that wasn't I, an accident. <laughs> yeah, that was not an accident. <laughs> yeah, he purposefully slut shames. She can make a mean cup of coffee that, for me. That I don't understand. A strong cup. That doesn't. Uh, the rhyme is. Uh, all the time at the kitchen table. She doesn't have to play the game all that time at the kitchen table, but she still knows what's up. I like coffee and I like tea. And man, she can make a mean cup. So there might be an implicit like, see guys, she's in the kitchen a lot. She's she, domesticated. She can make cups of coffee. Yeah. Which, you know, I mean, Sam Cooke and Sugar Dumpling, he sings about some of the same stuff. So maybe it's just like a pop convention. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Maybe maybe Bunch <laughs> of Believers is as good that. as Sam Cooke is what I'm saying here. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, it's not explicit. There's some culture war stuff. I sit in a boring class where they tell me I came from monkeys. Evolution. Yeah. Uh, Everyone's addicted to heroin in public school. Yeah. Uh, is she super smart? I did relate to, I had this CD. You did? I did. Really? Oh yeah. There's other songs like Mission Trip to Mexico or I'm Gonna Wait about Absolutely. So you were jamming to this. Yeah, I didn't. I, I someone sent this in as a submission. I was like, I know this song. I know homeschool <laughs> like, girl. Like I, I could sing it in my head. I don't follow. What's wrong? <laughs> yeah, what part of this is wrong? And I related to it in some ways. Oh, I skipped yeah. two grades homeschooling because it was just more efficient. And, yeah, and your mom was your teacher. Yeah, uh, not really though. She wasn't really, and, and I could make it. Actually, were, no, I can't. I can't. Make well, you're a, a man. Cup. That's not your role. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. You I were would, leading your mother to make you. Coffee. No, I would never do that. I wasn't. No, I, I did not do that. So between this and Dancing with the Dinosaur, ooh, what's the worst song, friends? Oh, this is the easy piece for me. It's gonna be still dancing because. <laughs> 
as wild as the lyrics may be, like it's a still a pretty good ska song. Like I was jamming to those trumps, you know. I was, I was, yeah, I was you know, was the music was good. I was, you know, I was legitimately jamming to it. Uh huh. There, I was jamming to nothing with the dance with the dance. <laughs> there was no jam. It was me sitting in my car, staring at the. Why did the I agree to do this podcast? <laughs> Just like, oh, what'd you do to me, Kevin? What'd you do? Well, I will say, I think technically, the songwriting is better in Homeschool Girl. Mm-hmm. It's all thematically tied, whereas Dancing with the Dinosaur is confusing. It's not a well-constructed song. No. Yeah. And it's definitely trying to send a message, but the message is convoluted. So yeah. that's his whole purpose. And I also think upon re-listening to Dancing with the Dinosaur, it sounds exactly like your impression of a Christian singer. <laughs> <laughs> I'm dancing with a dinosaur. I'm putting on the Ritz. <laughs> All white Christian singers are obligated to put on the Ritz yeah. at least on one yeah. in they, one of their albums. They don't put on the Ritz. Yeah, it's in their contracts. <laughs> yeah, that's their inclusion writers. The Ritz. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I will say I like Dancing with the Dinosaurs because I like the visual of thinking of a T Rex at the prom, swinging around at the prom. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She's bashful. She's shy. Oh, yeah. She didn't have a date. She's shuffling. She's sitting down. But Dad Sheeran showed up. Yeah. Yep. Dead cheer. Uh, <laughs> um, so, but this song, while it's got a little bit of an issue on on how to do it, is like pretty positive about the girl and kind of sweet. And I love that he's giving a shout out to homeschool girls who maybe don't get a lot of love in the in the popular music. Sure. In the second verse, he says, "Some girls I know they dress real wild for popularity and fame. Hmm. But homeschool girls sees through all that, and she doesn't have to play that game." So a person of character, I guess, even though he, there is some collateral Convoluted. damage. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Someone has to be put down in yeah. order for her to be put up. Just say homeschool girl has a lot of character, not like these dumb beards yeah. don't, haven't figured it out yet. Yeah, I feel like a lot of men have a hard time describing why they like their girlfriend without then hating on all other women. Well, that's like, the she's not like other girls cliche. Exactly, right? yeah. You start there. Right, and that's the only reason she's cool. But then that, yeah. There's a lot of problems. It's like there. the Harris Whittles tweet. I'm looking for a girl that hates to laugh. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I think I agree with you. I think Dancing with the Dinosaurs is a worse song, yeah. uh, message wise and music wise. Although I was kind of <laughs> dancing, I can't help it. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, it's it's bad. <laughs> Dancing with the Dinosaur is only good if you totally change the meaning to be literal. To <laughs> <laughs> literalize the song and envision song. and animate some dinosaurs dancing around. <laughs> Which, again, send us those drawings of just dancing with a dinosaur, <laughs> Stephen Curtis Chapman style. Oh, I think the dancers are saying morals aren't relative. <laughs> I don't like the sound of Homeschool Girl more than Dancing with the Dinosaur, weirdly enough. But I do like the songwriting of it better. So I'll make it, you know, even though I'm already outvoted, if I went the other way, I'll make it unanimous. Dancing with the Dinosaur is worse. Yeah. So for this week, we will continue to hold up, (laughs) to hold up Dancing with the Dinosaurs, with the Dinosaur as our champion. I made you a champion. (laughs) I Tanya. I Tanya. All right. Let's bring it down now, guys. We learned a lot tonight. We learned a lot tonight. We went 
to deep places. We thought about a lot of Lamborghinis, Lamborghinis, yeah. martinis, yelling yeah. at walls, bikinis. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Drug dealing, not so bad if you find God at the end of it. You'll make it out just fine. Yeah. <laughs> it's worth it as if long you can... as you give all the drug money to the offering plate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. At the end of it. Continue to dodge the authorities. Yeah, make sure you get a CPA. <laughs> Yeah. A good accountant. Yeah. Really good. The IRS, they'll put a document stamped IRS <laughs> on the desk. Yeah, they're not, they're not playing around. <laughs> you know, maybe it is worth watching. <laughs> I'm like, I love this movie. Yeah, this movie is yeah. great. It's, it's great. precious. Yeah. Oh, it's not precious. Well, that's true. Iffy. On other podcasts, People come on, they promote themselves and their projects and what they're working on or what they enjoy. We don't do that here. We lift them up to the Lord as an offering. Mm -hmm. And then we shame each other for doing the offering wrong. (laughs) (laughs) So we'll start with you, Caroline. Um, This week, I uh, would like to lift up the show At Home with Amy Sedaris. Um, It's ministered to my heart. Mm. Greatly and uh, help me feel closer to God. <laughs> um, sure. You can watch it for free um, if you download a, a random app called the True TV app. You have to watch a few commercials, but it's worth it. It's a delightful show. Been an Amy Sedaris fan for a while. You gave me one of her books about hospitality years ago. Um, but she, each episode, talks about all of her hospitality tricks. It's very funny. Another important thing I'd like to lift up is Rihanna's new Fenty Puma season just came out. <laughs> um, so if you can just be lifting her up and just like pray that that sells yeah, out she quickly. Needs it. She needs it. it already you... has. Oh, it has? Oh, yeah. Now, is it... Fenty is like Fenty's... The, the, the Jordans for women. Yes. The po- <laughs> well, the Creepers were gone immediately. Oh, I had no chance. The men's size is heavily available. <laughs> <laughs> so, so ladies who have large feet? Ladies with the big feet. God heard that. And he blessed you with extra. Clomp them together. Clomp. <laughs> for clomp, Rihanna. Clomp, clomp over the laptop. Clomp your feet together for Rihanna. Um, yeah, so just, I just wish pro- all the prosperity on her. And I think that's just because she's a faithful person. The only prosperity gospel we preach here on Good Christian Fun is Fenty for, Prosperity. It's Fenty Prosperity. <laughs> and where can people find you? Uh, people can find me at Caroline's Farts on Instagram and Twitter. Great. Iffy, we turn it to you. Oh, okay. Cool. I'd like to lift up, um, take a quick second, lift myself up. Mm. Um, Going to have a podcast with How Stuff Works Network called Nerdificent. With Danny Fernandez. Danny Fernandez. uh, She uh, is also a woman of God. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) uh, Who can find? Yeah. (laughs) And, uh, you know, that trailer's dropping on the 20th. And then after that, episode zero. And then every Tuesday from henceforth, you're able to listen to it from henceforth what's and, the show about uh we just do nerdy deep dives into uh specific nerd topics episode one is about conventions going into the history of conventions oh my gosh. what we think it'll go in the future our experiences with it episode two is about um i'm in love with the church girl <laughs> i'm in love with the church girl we do a deep dive in that we all like geek it. out on church girl con you know <laughs> oh like lord you know definitely that uh but uh, yeah then episode three is cosplay so lots nice. of lots of nerdy stuff heck yeah and every monday candy dinner with me and my buddy matt apodaca 
a very secular podcast with lots of spicy language. I, I actually want you to avoid that <laughs> at all costs. Yeah, don't listen to that. Don't Matt's listen. a bad man. Yeah, I've worked with much. him before. He's a bad, <laughs> bad man. Just want to watch out. <laughs> um, actually, by the time this comes out, the preview... Episode zero will have already come out. Yeah, okay. the day before. So check it out now, guys. Yeah, run, yeah. While you're in your podcast app, just open it up. Yeah, it's right, you know, there. It's right there. We'll right put it in our show there. notes. Don't be lazy. You know, yeah, you you were asking for a new <laughs> podcast to listen to, and God heard you. Yeah, this is an answered prayer. Yeah, so, if He's answering your prayers, uh, on yeah. behalf of the Lord. <laughs> on behalf of the Lord. Heck uh, yeah! And you can see white women. Yeah, performing. yeah. Every second Friday of the month at UCB Sunset at 10.30. Heck yeah. Where they're uplifting his name uh, every day. Fun, true fact. Yeah. Our warm-up is called Praise Him. Is that uh, true? Yeah. And we freestyle rap, and it always ends in, of course, Praise Him. So we, <laughs> we lift up the Lord wow. before every improv wow. show. Praise wow. Him. And that's, that's why amazing. you guys are so blessed. Yeah, yeah. There's a hedge of protection around yeah. you all. Yeah. That's amazing. <laughs> wow. Well, thank you, Ify. You can oh. lift... And your social media. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, Ify Wadiwe, I-F-Y, N-W-A-D-I-W-E. Uh, that's on Instagram and Twitter. And you can check out on Ify's Instagram the slow Venn diagram of him and Michael B. Jordan becoming a yeah. circle after just, his just getting, gym uh, visits. That body nice and tight. Congratulations. Yeah. Yeah, just that killmonger on. body. That killmonger body. It's coming. I mean, you know, that's step one. Step two, our Lord on the cross body. (laughs) That's step two. Have you seen how ripped he is? I don't know if we're going to the same churches, but (laughs) on the Catholic cross, he is mad ripped as like an eight pack. Mm -hmm. Like, all right. (laughs) All right, Lord. Great bone structure. The ultimate CrossFit. Yeah. You can lift me up at Kevin T. Porter on Instagram and Twitter. I want to lift up Fiona Apple, who is one of the best songwriters, I think, of our generation. And I've been going on a deep dive through all her music videos. They're all good. But especially the ones directed by her old BF, Paul Thomas Anderson. They're so good. Paper bag, Across the Universe, Never is a Promise. I remember that was a formative song for me when I was a kid. She's still putting out stuff? Uh, Her last album was six years ago. But I'm hopeful. I mean, she's she's kind of insane. Okay, we'll be lifting her up. Yeah, well, yeah, for real, lift her up. Yeah. But she's doing okay. When Sinead O'Connor was legit crazy, she reached out to her and posted a thing. So hmm. be lifting up, Fiona Apple. And you can lift up this podcast at Christian Fun Pod on Instagram and Twitter, Facebook.com slash Christian Fun Pod. Join the Facebook group, Good Christian Fans, where it's always popping and discussing and fussing in there. And uh, mm-hmm. good memes, good commentary. A lot of good GCF memes in there, folks. Yeah. yeah. And uh, you can lift us up also on iTunes slash Apple Podcasts. Leave us a review. And every review you leave, we donate a dollar to charity. And this month's charity is the San Gabriel Valley Habitat for Humanity. That's right. They're building homes for families in need right here in San Gabriel Valley. Mm. Um, and they're very well rated, so you know that they're doing it right, not being shysty about it. Not being that way. And then, of course, you can catch our weekly second service episodes every Friday if you go to patreon.com slash goodchristianfun and subscribe to there to GCF Second Service. We're in the middle of March Madness. Uh, you can also find that by going to 
Praytreon.com. That's so great. <laughs> which uh, a listener named Dan made for us. Thank you, Dan, Thank for, you, Dan. for getting that domain for us after we stupidly joked about it on here. And you can find all of the songs featured on this show on our good Christian Fund Spotify playlist. Let us pray. Iffy, thank you so much for joining thank us on the show. Thank you. This is thank delight. And enduring me. all this stuff. Thank we you for your time. You yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm all about it. Great. And there's nothing else left to say except for, and all of Pot's people said, Amen. 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 Right. Well, we've already Amen. voted them off, so let's listen to it one more time. Imagine me. Coming downstairs with my school books, saying, Mom, I'm ready. Let's do it. Can't wait to meet her. <laughs> this is what I sang about. I'm in love with a homeschool girl. Oh, yeah. <laughs> See you next week. Bye. This week, we were in love with a church girl. Next week, I'm in love with a donut man. Next week on GCF, we're watching The Donut Man, specifically the episode, Jesus Shows Us God's Love, which you can find available for free on YouTube. That was a HeadGum Podcast.